Hi, I'm Dale Fryer, and this is America News Now. In this presidential election, race has once again been a dividing factor, with only 2% of African-American voters supporting Donald Trump. In pursuit of fair and balanced coverage, we sought out a black Trump supporter. My God, I don't know how we found him, but joining us on the program is Jordan Williams. How you doing, brother? I'm well, Dale. You know, you might be the only black Trump supporter in New York. What draws you to his candidacy? He is a businessman, and we need businessmen in Washington. I'm tired of career politicians, and Donald Trump is the only way, only one who can fix it. MAGA revolution. <laughs> you don't sound too convinced, my friend. Most Trump supporters I meet are very enthusiastic. Yeah, you got me, Dale. I just said I like Trump a bunch so I would get on TV, and wouldn't you know it, every network wants to talk to me. I heard I might even get a show on Trump TV, whatever that is. Ah, well, good for you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I even had lunch with the Donald himself, and all I had to do was let them stop and frisk me. I'd like to thank Jordan Williams for coming on to the program. Tomorrow is Halloween, or All Hallows' Eve, as the kid in class with no friend says. Nicole Anderson reports on the night of ghosts and ghouls. Trick or treat, smell my feet. No, not you, Quentin Tarantino. For Americans who don't live in a liberal bubble, Halloween is the one time of year they can express themselves with elaborate costumes. Or go as the Joker again, like Dayton, Ohio teenager Will Larson. I know I was the Joker last year, but I have all the supplies. It was hard to get a purple suit. It's fine. And this year, I was hoping to do a tandem costume, but... What can I say? I'm still looking for my Harley Quinn. On Halloween day, Larson will participate in his school's costume contest. Look, I know I'm going to lose because my costume is too edgy for the faculty to get. No one is going to ask how I got these scars. As always, judging this costume contest is Meadowdale High School principal Howard Coleman. Going to be a good one this year now that I got rid of all that funny business. And by funny business, I mean the sexy costumes. Not the sexy costumes, definitely not sexy. These are teenagers, for God's sakes, Howard. The, uh, the revealing ones. <laughs> the revealing ones. The skimpy costume remains commonplace even in Chile, Ohio. Anna Willow, a fellow Dayton resident, tried to blend sexy with topical this year. What do you mean sexy Ken Bone isn't relevant anymore? I spent $109 plus tax on this thing. People won't laugh when they look at my costume. They'll just look like, oh, I get it. Will they still want to bang you at least? Ugh, they always want to bang me, Nicole. That's not the point. There's more to a sexy costume than just sex. Anna Willow purchased her sexy Kinbone costume from a Halloween wholesale store. These stores account for 3.1 of the $6.9 billion generated annually from Halloween. Saul Levitz owns the Spook Emporium in nearby Kettering, Ohio. Our top seller this year is the Sexy Minion. Excuse me, One-Eyed Master's Helper Costume. Gotta be careful with the licensing these days. Those cheap fucks at Universal won't let us use anything for free. Can I interest you in a bat dude or iron guy costume? Or how about for the ladies, a Finding Clownfish outfit based on the Pixar classic, Finding a Clownfish, whose name I can't legally mention. Levitz has owned and operated the Spook Emporium for the past 18 years. I used to be in construction, but I thought that job, eh, we don't objectify women enough. And I always enjoyed Halloween as a child. I love candy and I hate brushing my teeth. I never understood it. It's like, if the food is clean enough to go into my body, why can't it stay on the bones of my mouth? Think about it. What were we talking about? Oh, right, Halloween, designing costumes. It's the best job in the world. You just think of a character, any character at all, and ask, 
What if they were sexy? Many of Levitz's customers are couples, using the holiday to grow closer together by dressing up in tandem. Christian and Maggie Stanford are spending their first Halloween together as a married couple. Yesterday, I came home and surprised Christian with matching Woody and Jesse costumes, you know, from Toy Story. But apparently, he didn't even like Toy Story. What? I like Toy Story. I just don't like that costume. It's cheesy. I'm sorry. You know I love you. Then what do you want to go as? I already told you. Tom Hanks, Miss Molly Pirate. Neither of us are black. Equally frustrated with Halloween is the Stanford's neighbor, Raul Vasquez. I was born in Mexico, so I celebrate Dia de los Muertos, which means Day of the Dead. And I would prefer if people stopped assuming I celebrate Halloween. When kids knock on my door, I don't give them candy. I give them a lesson in respecting other people's cultures. Vasquez explained how he celebrates Dia de los Muertos in the American Midwest. I know a couple Mexicans and we come together to celebrate. I actually think one of them is Guatemalan, but in Ohio it's all the same thing. Do people around here understand what you're doing? Absolutely not. Even my friends are like, we didn't know you were a real authentic Mexican, which is pretty offensive, but you have to pick your battles. White people are crazy, I guess. Oh, sorry, sorry. I meant to say gringos. Gringos locos, ese. One gringo loco is Anna Willow, who took her sexy Ken Bone costume out on the town. People don't do Halloween like I do it. Putting on bunny ears is not a costume. You've got to think. Be creative. If someone has to ask, ooh, what are you supposed to be? You've failed. And stop it with the racist costumes. I want mulatto dick as much as Ivanka Trump but blackface isn't fooling me. Despite warnings against them, many young people choose to don racially insensitive Halloween costumes, presenting a unique problem for Principal Coleman. So we got these two ninth graders, best friends. One of them is white, and the other one is black. And on Halloween, they uh, wanted to go as each other, a black kid in white face and a white kid in blackface, not ideal. I tried to talk to their mothers to get them not to do it, but uh, the heart wants what the heart wants, and the heart wants to create a controversy that makes me send out an email to the entire school district. Like every election year, both presidential candidates will pretend to trick-or-treat in a swing state. Luckily for date nights, both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump picked Ohio. Secretary Clinton chose to go as herself this year, which proved to be the most unconvincing costume of all. I flew my granddaughter Charlotte all the way out here to help me pander in beautiful Ohio. Because like they say, there's nothing better than an Ohio Halloween. Except in years where a Florida Halloween is more pertinent to the Electoral College. With two-year-old Charlotte in tow, Secretary Clinton and her daughter Chelsea plan to knock on a few doors in the Dayton area for candy, photo opportunities, and chances to dispel rumors about Anthony Weiner's pee-pee. Charlotte is dressing up as a pumpkin because it tested as the least offensive of all possible Halloween costumes. Hey, are those two undecided voters over there? Hey, come check out my pumpkin granddaughter. Hey, uh, is this being recorded? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? I just wanted to make sure that I have your vote come November 8th. Wait, the election is this year? I actually voted early for Jill Stein. Whoa, babe, you voted? Let's keep moving. Let's keep, shh, keep moving. When it became clear that her pumpkin was not enough to entice voters, Clinton moved on to a more aggressive tactic. Who wants a puppy? I'm giving away free puppies and I'm running for president. Are you gonna vote? You get a puppy. Don't tell the Republicans this, but if you vote twice, 
You get two puppies! Despite not landing in Ohio until Halloween Day, Trump broke free from Kellyanne Conway's leash and called into the program. I can do this on my own because I have been on my own since day one of the campaign. And that's just what the media wants you to forget. And I don't need a costume. I'm better than that. And Melania? Have you seen her? She looks stunning. Absolutely stunning. If she didn't, I never would have picked her. Trump FaceTimed with me to show Melania dressed as a sexy WikiLeak. I'm gonna go trick-or-treating, just like everyone else, but something tells me that I won't get as much candy. Because these houses are raked. Halloween is raked. Bigly. And the thing is, despite this being the night of ghosts and goblins, the scariest thing this Halloween is a Clinton presidency. Americans are afraid of many things this Halloween. Murderous clowns, corrupt government, and razor blades in their apples. But here's hoping they're Gillette, the best a man can get. For American News Now, I'm Nicole Henderson. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. A Trump supporter was charged with voting twice in Iowa. Or, as Trump supporters saw the headline, Hillary Clinton's body double voting twice? This week... Microsoft announced plans to release a $300 virtual reality headset, about half the price of the leading competitor. Here to tell us more about their new product is Microsoft spokesman Bert Talley. Hey, Bert. Thank you, Dale. We at Microsoft have finally dipped our toe into the world of virtual reality, and we think you'll be pleased with the results. You want to give it a whirl, Mr. Fryer? No, I'm good. Okay, I'll, I'll show you how it's done. First, you secure the screen inside of this bad boy, then you strap it around your head, and voila! Now I'm in ancient Rome. Ooh, the Colosseum, and it doesn't have cracks in it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't you just putting a screen really close to your face? No, Dale, I'm transporting myself. I'm flying through space and time. Oh, Bird, are you all right, buddy? Ow. Oh, I think you cut yourself on the corner of that desk there. Uh, in the real world, but in the virtual world, I'm wherever I want to be. I'd like to thank Bert Talley for coming on to the program. Let's get you some ice, buddy. And now, a word from our sponsors. Are you at a high school party and want to get messed up? Only problem is, you're a bitch hey. who doesn't like beer. Mm, that's true. You should check out Angry Orchard Apple Cider. From the makers of Mike's Hard Lemonade and that Bacardi Breeze shit, come to the angriest alcohol that still tastes like apple juice. <laughs> With Angry Orchard, you don't have to awkwardly ask for soda anymore. Plus, due to high sugar content, you have the worst stomach ache ever! And the best part is, there's enough alcohol in it to still make you hungover. Ow. Oh, God. I'm hungover. Oh, my God, I'm hungover. Holy crap! I'm cool! So grab an Angry Orchard today. Or don't. Maybe you're not drinking tonight. No judgment. Climate scientists estimate that this October will go down as the hottest month on record, making it the seventh month this year with that distinction. Eli Warren reports on our warming planet. Global temperatures have steadily climbed every year this decade and don't appear to be stopping soon. Nazi climate scientist Fritz Müller explained. The earth is getting warmer, which is bad news for the people living in coastal cities. <laughs> but this is very serious. As might be expected, there has been a public outcry over the change in temperature known as global warming. Climatologists agree it could lead to the deaths of millions of people. 
However, some welcome it with open arms. North Dakota loves global warming. Sometimes we just go outside and spray aerosol cans to speed up the process. Jean Casper is a bed and breakfast owner who lives on the outskirts of Bismarck, North Dakota. People don't realize just how darn cold it gets up here, but not for long. We can't wait until we have nice long summers and mild winters, and everybody's going to be flocking up here. The tundra's going to become a beach, you know. While obviously the sea line won't reach North Dakota, that has not stopped Casper from planning a beachfront resort. Everyone talks about Palm Beach, you know. But sooner or later, they're going to be saying, Bismarck is the place to be. We just started construction on a fancy pool. This one is so fancy, it's in the ground. Oh, yeah. Residents of coastal cities like Miami have been warned of rising tides, but were too coked out to care. However, one regular cocaine user closely following climate change is University of Massachusetts sophomore Garrett Perriman. I am so glad it is getting warmer. You know, I spent all summer just pumping and pumping and pumping iron, like really working on the guns, you know. But then when I get back to school, there's only like two months of tank top weather. Like, <laughs> I worked too hard on these babies to put them in sleeves, man. <laughs> Perriman a sports management major, brushed off the ecological impact of rapidly warming temperatures. I don't care if my grandkids see a polar bear. Like, so what? Coke has to find a new mascot? Good. That bear's always dropping the bottle and shit anyway. Now, this global farming business is a good thing. This tank I'm wearing had sleeves when I bought it. Then I flex. <laughs> Perhaps most benefiting from climate change are stand-up comedians who have hours of new material based on the shifting weather. The Chuckle Hut in Brooklyn held a special show hosted by climatologist-turned-comedian Patricio Howard. In my research, I realized that no matter how much we learned from global warming, we were completely helpless to do anything about it. But uh, at least I can make people laugh. <laughs> Better to get them feeling hot from these jokes. Howard took the stage to introduce the first of the night's comics. All right, coming up to you next, all the way from Portland, Oregon, you know her, you love her. Please put your hands together for my friend and yours, Jen Giselli. Hi, hey, hi. How are you guys doing? How you doing tonight? How many of you guys have had sex outdoors? We all have. We all have. Don't be embarrassed. But now, if you want to get laid in Prospect Park, you got to bring freaking sunscreen, am I right? Like, I don't know if I'm in heat or if it's just the weather, you know? So my boyfriend and I were doing it because we do it. It's normal, you guys. I know I look like a sack of shit, but I have sex too. Anyway, we're doing it. And it's just embarrassing to sweaty, messy bodies. And with the temperature and the friction, I had to drop a freaking ice cube in my pussy. It's true. Ladies, you've been there. We've all done it. It's just gal stuff. Giselle did 15 more minutes, graphically explaining the one time she jerked off her high school boyfriend in a walk-in freezer. All right, all right, let's give a round of applause for Jen Giselle. Wasn't that great? All right, coming to the stage next from Dade County, Florida, is the very talented and very funny Alfonso Morning. All right, all right, all right, I know what y'all thinking. Nah, I don't play basketball. I'm not that Alfonso Morning. White people are always thinking I play basketball. And God, white folks, they're so concerned about this global warming. White folks always checking the weather. And it's like, I know what temperature is going to be when I step outside. And white folks trying to stop global warming. And to me, that's just racist. If it's going to be less days when my skin is ashy, I'm in favor of it. You know what I'm saying? And I hate when you look outside to judge what the weather's going to be and a bunch of white folks wearing shorts, but it could be like 40 degrees outside. Man, fuck white people. Now, how about those first two comedians, huh? Weren't they great? 
All right, but now it's time for our special guest, our headliner. You've seen him in Breaking Bad. You may have seen him in something else. Please put your hands together for Bill Burr. Hey, hey, it's me. It's Bill Burr. I see in the news that I'm uh, supposed to be freaking out about global warming. I'm not going to freak out. Can't always, uh, got to throw him a, a curveball. See, I think Buckner, I think Buckner did it on purpose to fuck with Mookie. Like, 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 you watch interviews before, he knew it was coming. He was talking about the ball rolling through his legs. I think he just did it to fuck with us and all of Boston. Anyway, scientists say that the earth was warmed one degree. Ooh, big deal. So I might have to take off my jacket and my windbreaker. Big deal, big fucking whoop. So we get a bunch of millennials complaining that they have to take off their, their fucking jacket. Big deal. The pansies. You know, people, they, they walk to school uphill both ways. Build, builds character. I did that too. I used, to, I used to walk both ways. Except my dad whooped my ass when I got home. You know? And he got them riding the bus. Fucking bumps. Bumps. Kids don't get that anymore. I don't get it. I've been Bill Burr. Thank you. God bless the New England Patriots. Let's go. Let's do a repeat of 2000, 2013. Despite the levity displayed on Thursday at the Chuckle Hut, global warming is still no laughing matter. While drastic reductions in carbon emissions are necessary to slow the impact of climate change, about half of Americans remain unconvinced of its existence. For them, Nazi climate scientist Fritz Mueller has a word of warning. If you foolish Juden do not act soon, the seas will rise and swallow your cities. The sun will burn your plants to ash and you have nowhere to hide from the sweltering heat. What a pity. Your cornet bill will go through the roof. From the comfort of an air-conditioned studio, I'm Eli Warren. And that's it for American News Now. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Dale Fryer, not to be confused with Dale Baker, that dirty mother. Good night, America.